cheesemaker pops off particularly patriotic pandemonium, Bobo brings big booms, Microsoft makes money moves, all this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What is up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome back to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And listen, guys, uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus. We had some things settle in for us. We were, uh, you know, growing as people, growing as humans. But um, I know it's been a while, and we've missed you guys all so very much. But um, we're back. Um, guess who's back? Back again. Uh, Geekly's back. Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, also, uh, hello, Matt. Hey, what's happening? Thank you for... Uh, uh, still being with us even after all this time uh, we love you very much uh, everyone mm-hmm. say hi to matt i'm sure he can hear you because he's tapped every single one of you that's listening in right now yeah yep i heard what you said and i really appreciate it and like even in the sexy way he's tapped all of you good for him go matt why must he lie jacob <laughs> listen guys we've got a pretty cool episode coming up for you um i know that there's been a lot going on ida Mm-hmm. How have you been? Oh, I've been just fine. Lots of uh, lots of good life changes, things in the works. And, God, uh, I'd know. love to hear that for you. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Hogan? You know what? I am doing fantastic. I am excited to be back. I am excited to be doing this again and be mm-hmm. uh, talking to everyone that is uh, possibly listening. Matt, um, I'm not sure if you have your mic or if you even have the will to do it, but how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, Sounds just... great. Wow. Wonderful. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you said something bad, then oh no. Oh boy. Um... Either way, we love you, Matt. Um, but like I said, let's get back into it. Uh, Microsoft did uh, something that literally no one saw coming uh, in about mid-January. Microsoft bought Activision slash Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Dang. Which is a whole lot of cash. Um, it's a move that really, I mean, unless you were like super on the inside, no one saw coming. And it's well met if you ask me that is some big money moves uh there needed to be some changes within activision activision blizzard so the fact that microsoft picked it up i'm excited to see where they take this company and what happens to some of the uh, more notable games that we all knew and loved yeah, exactly. And for those of you that didn't know, uh, Activision Blizzard made games like uh, wi- uh, Wizard. Wow, that was weird. Uh, Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and everyone's absolute favorite game, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's been a, a lot of controversy coming out of uh, Activision and Blizzard, mostly Blizzard. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, Activision Blizzard is two separate, I guess, separate companies that are owned by the same one like big daddy company, especially now because they're owned by Microsoft, but it's Activision or Blizzard. Activision made more of the uh, Call of Duty games while Blizzard did uh, Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I know that there's been a lot of issues over at uh, Blizzard, and they've actually been sued multiple times with uh, just the really shitty culture that they have going on over there uh, mm-hmm. for their female and female identifying um, uh, workers and employees. Um, to the point that a lot of them felt like it was more of a frat house rather than an actual workspace, which is honestly kind of fucked to see because you should feel you should be able to feel comfortable going into your place of work. Correct. Yeah, you should 
absolutely feel comfortable going into a workplace because if you don't, what's the point of even working there? Um, I have had experiences in the workplace where I feel really uncomfortable and I've had companies handle that really well and I've had companies handle it really poorly. And uh, yeah, it definitely sucks when things go poorly. <laughs> you know, actually, I completely agree with what you said. Uh, Haley Williams, I feel really lied to us because no, Haley, it ain't fun. Um, we, if you're, if you're going into your workplace and you don't feel comfortable and you uh, feel like you are not valued or being singled out, please speak up because that is some bullshit that we do not deal with in the year 2022, which, oh my God, it's 2022. I know. Yeah. We should have started the episode with Happy New Year because Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> right not only that but we're also recording it at the beginning of february when we should have recorded it in january, january. Like we we're supposed to but it happens things happen um but not to be outdone sony uh heard that microsoft bought activision Blizzard and was like you know what we're also gonna buy someone and they bought bungie the company mm. that made the original halo games for a whopping three point six billion dollars which isn't nearly as much as activision blizzard but um I mean, it, it's it's a cool move, and they have said that no, they're them buying Bungie isn't a uh, direct response to uh, Microsoft's uh, acquisition because if it was, it would be a really shitty little response. Right. But they have promised to keep the multi-platform games multi-platform, which is super cool mm -hmm. because you, you don't want to see uh, good games go to be just console exclusives. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some games deserve to be console exclusives, but especially if they started on that platform, like um, like the God of War series. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. God of War 2018 was an incredible piece of art that you could play. Um, that one should definitely stay um, exclusive because it started on PlayStation 2. That's where it all began, you know? Yeah. Um, people grew up on those games, knowing it on a certain platform. I know there was, when I was growing up, you were either a PlayStation person or an Xbox person. So like, you got to keep it there. But I also like the multi, uh, platform, the cross platform formats. Too. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, growing up, it was either you were a Sony kid or a Microsoft kid, a PlayStation or a uh, Xbox kid, or you could be an actual fucking child and be like, I'm over here with my Wii. Come on now. We? <laughs> yeah. See, I was like Game Boy Light, Color Light. I had the lilac color playing. Yes, yeah, those were cool, though. The headlights of the car behind you because <laughs> it didn't have the backlight yet. Oh, oh God, that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like like uh, during the console wars uh, or the early years of the console wars, because it's still a thing, uh, oh, yeah. it was definitely Microsoft versus Sony. Um, but Wii was like the Zune of consoles. <laughs> Nobody fucking wanted one. And everyone was like, oh, my God, they're so fun. And then like years later, you get one and you're like... Man, it is fun, but yeah. it's still a fucking Zoom. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I had a Wii. I loved it for Just Dance, and that was about it. Oh, gee. See, I was more of a, um, a Mario Kart Wii, uh, Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. Wii, or Super Mario Wii, I guess. That one was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember playing that one a lot with my siblings, and 
uh, just doing the stupidest shit so that we never advanced in any levels. And my <laughs> sister being like, I hate you. <laughs> Yo, I can totally see that happen too. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fun time every single time. But hey, let's move on to uh, what the people really came for. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Book of Boba Fett or did you want to start with Peacemaker? Uh, why don't we do Boba? Boba. All right. Let's move over to Boba. Um, let's, uh, you're all caught up on it, correct? I am. And then I'm going to pass the torch to you. I'm going to let you do a bit of a uh, recap for us. And then when you're all out of words to say, you can pass it to me. Okay. So Boba, he has escaped from the Sarlacc pit. We see him and he is captured by Tusken Raiders where he begins to start training. Um, as well, guys, just a heads up, this is going to be all over the place because the show is a little all over the place in the timeline. So, Also, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. He gets taken in by the Tusken Raiders. He begins training with them. Um, he uh, teaches the Tusken Raiders how to start utilizing sand speeders um, in order to try to catch trains uh, to get spice. Right there. You're doing spice runs. Yeah, fucking spice runs, dog. Um, where as well, the tribe is attacked by the Pikes. Uh, the Pike Syndicate are kind of behind a lot of these, uh, raids that are happening. And they've been doing the spice trains, uh, through the Tuscan's land. And they really don't fucking like that. So fast forward a bit in time, you've got Fett. He's also uh, now running Mos Espa, where he is taking over Jabba's position, or I guess it would have been Bib Fortuna at that point, because Jabba's been dead for a while. Fuck Bib Fortuna. <laughs> huh? Fuck Bib Fortuna. Oh, yeah, seriously, fuck Bib Fortuna. <laughs> so he has now taken over as the uh, main ruler of the land uh and there is a word for it can you remember it god damn no hogan i am so fucking tired (laughs) (laughs) it is the daimyo oh the daimyo yes okay so he's not the daimyo um which is pissed off the huts as well um and the pikes because they're interconnected i want to say and okay so the twins <laughs> hire a wookie bounty hunter to try to intimidate that uh Kirsten, right that's how you pronounce it uh chrysanthemum chrysanthemum black chrysanthemum black chrysanthemum the huts are still alive and well not jabba though he's got a a couple of twins that are uh a boy girl um twins and they hired a wookie warrior named black chrysanthemum to kind of intimidate job or not java boba into leaving uh Mosespa. and uh that does not work at all so uh what's his name uh boba's like hey you know what i'm in charge here i'm going to rule by uh honor and uh good stuff instead of fear uh and that yeah goes well for him some people start coming to him, they're like, uh, shit's crazy out there because no one respects you. Uh, we just, I was, he was talking to a, uh, moisture farmer and the dude was like, yeah, I just got, uh, I just got robbed by these kids, uh, and they're not paying me, 
what they what I'm supposed to be paid for my water, blah 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 blah. And so he's like, cool, I'll go deal with it. And he goes and talks to these kids, right? And they're like super cool for some fucking reason. They're like they're like mall kids, mm-hmm. but like in the desert. So yeah. like desert mall kids. Mods are just like cool yeah, kids. They're, so they they're, they're super, super modded out. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, hot being the operative word because it's it's the fucking desert. Um, <laughs> and so Boba's like, hey, the fuck's going on? Like, either you pay him or we're going to have some issues. And they're like, uh, we can't even get jobs out here. No one respects you. Uh, we're going to kick your ass. And he's like, listen, <laughs> calm down. You can either try and kick my ass and I'll just kill all of you. Or you can come work for me. And they're like, cool, yeah, all right, we need the job anyway. So they end up working for him. Um, and they go back to his palace, which was uh, formerly Bib Fortuna's palace, and is just kind of chilling in his back to tank where he's getting himself healed up after being in the Sarlacc pit for so long, which they touch on later on. Mm-hmm. While he's in there, he gets pulled out by Black Chrysanthemum, the giant Wookiee warrior, uh, who is definitely, uh, before... I- <laughs> Actually, no, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, and so he gets pulled out by Black Chrysanthemum, the giant Wookiee warrior, and starts getting his shit handed to him before his little homies, the the youngling uh, mods, come Ooh. around and start just kicking the shit out of Black Chrysanthemum uh, to the point that they end up actually dropping him into the Sarlacc pit. Rancor pit. Um, where there is no Sarlacc at the moment Rancor. because, you know, uh, Luke killed it in... Yeah what episode six so he sends out a notice to try and find out who the fuck just like sent uh the warrior to kill him uh he thinks that it's the mayor it wasn't mm-hmm. um it was actually the the fets the huts the twins that sent him and yeah the twins sent the sent the warrior to go and like take him out and he like kind of tries to offer him back like hey y'all fucked up um this is your boy. You can take him. They're like, uh, no, we don't need him anymore. But as a peace offering, we're going to give you this. And roll up with a fucking Sarlacc. No, sorry. Let me try that again. And roll up with a fucking Rancor. Did I say Sarlacc earlier? You said Sarlacc when it was related to the pit, but yeah. Oh, no. Okay, let me try that again. Yeah, well, so earlier I said that they dropped Black Crescenton into the Sarlacc pit. They dropped him into the Rancor pit. In Jabba's Palace, or formerly Jabba's Palace. Uh, Anyways, they come to make a uh, peace offering and pull up with two of my favorite things. A Rancor and Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. Um, Danny Trejo in this is a Rancor uh, trainer, tamer, handler. Yeah, that's a good word. And so they leave. They're like... Yeah, man, if we were you, they being the twins, are like, yeah, man, if we were you, we would get the hell out of here before the pikes show up because that's going to be when it's going to get really bad. And he's like, I ain't afraid of no pikes. Fucking fish-faced weenies. Um, And so they get out of there and leave Black Chrysanthemum behind. And they're like, yeah, we don't need him anymore. And so Fett's like, all right, cool. You're good to go then, dog. Like, get out of here. He ends up going to a bar in Malsespa where he gets into a fight and Boba shows back up and is like, Hey, uh, 
don't do that. That's stupid. Why are you doing this? Long story short with that one, he ends up uh, bringing on Black Crescenton as part of his team. Now, my thing is, if you look at Black Crescenton Mm -hmm. and the way he looks, like, like, you know, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a couple seconds to pull up a picture of him. Just look up Black Kersantan. I think it's K-R-R-S-A-N-T-A-N. Yeah, Black Kersantan. K-R-R-S-A-N-T-A-N. And take a look at him. Okay, are you looking at him right now? Like the live action version mm-hmm. of him? Mm-hmm. You know that Wookiee can say and you like like he can say it oh yeah for sure there's no doubt in my mind and then i went and looked him up played by a black guy of course yeah it's like just the just the look the side eye that he gives you i'm like oh yeah like oh he's one of my people i know him the eyes say it all just that he's definitely invited to the cookout yeah the side (laughs) eye that's what i'm saying uh he brings a good dish (laughs) (laughs) like you know you know he shows up and then like someone shows up with macaroni salad that's got like like fucking raisins in it and he looks at you and he's like this motherfucker are you kidding me like yeah black chrysanthemum is a mm -hmm, shakes the head and walks away with a, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's part of Boba's team as well as uh, Boba's ne'er dwells, the uh, the cool mod kids. He's now been recruited, and then they're like, "Hey, uh, there's going to be a war coming." They being uh, Boba and Fennec Shand, who's played by Ming Na Wen. They have a, a meeting with a bunch of people that are like kind of like heads in the area, and they're like, "Listen, the Pikes are going to come around and offer you guys some money. As long as you guys stay neutral, we won't have any issues." Mm-hmm. And after a little bit of a little bit of like uh, turmoil, a little bit of like, "Why should we do that?" They end up being like, "Yeah, cool. No, we 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 got it. We won't do anything about that because that would not be good for us." Um, <clears throat> sorry. And that's when things get a little out of control. Little hairy. Because they're like, hey, we're going to need uh, some backup. Uh, wh- where do we go? Mm-hmm. And Fennec's like, well, how much money do we have in reserve? And <laughs> Bobo tells you, he's like, that is, it's not about the money. Like, I, the money's not that big of an issue. And she's like, well, I know, because... Uh, if you need, I know where to get some uh, some extra hands. Yes. Cut to the next episode. The fucking Mandalorian is there. Bow. And the next two episodes are basically just based around him. And they're yes. incredible episodes. Don't get me wrong. The show is fantastic on its own. But like the, uh, the addition of Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian or uh, Din Djarin. He shows up and uh, he ends up <laughs> getting asked by the what's her name? The armor. Yeah, the armor gets asked by her. Uh, hey, have you ever taken off your helmet? Mm-hmm. And he's like, No, maybe. Me? And she's yeah. like, <laughs> basically, she's like. Have you ever taken off your fucking helmet? He's like, yeah, I, I had to. She's like, all right, cool. You're no longer one of us. Bye. 
yeah, bye, boy. You you can't stick around. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, go back to our old homeworld. Uh, if you can uh, cleanse yourself in the in the caverns of Mandalore, uh, and they take you, then you will be cleansed. And blah 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 blah. Anyways, he melts down his uh, spear uh, to make some little armor. It was the cutest. For Grogu. Oh my god, it was incredible. It was so good. Little chain link. Yeah, little chain mail for Grogu. I loved it. Um, (laughs) And so he ends up getting a completely new ship, ends up going out to some planet. They never named it, but a planet to go uh, give it to him where he's being being trained by Luke. Uh, He thinks he's just going to run into Luke and Grogu on the planet. Instead... He runs in to Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. That also was so awesome. Yeah, and it turns out that Ahsoka Tano knows Luke, which is super fucking great. Mm-hmm. Because now she knows both generations of Skywalkers. And she knows him as a master Luke. Yeah. Like, she, she, it's the respect. It's the respect, and I get it, and I love it. Yeah. Well, and I love as well later. Sorry, we haven't gotten there. Sort of. No, but whoa, like, whoa. when later she's like, just like your father. Yeah. That killed me. I was like, oh, so sweet. Like, it's actually pointed out, like, okay, here are these good aspects, and I see your father in you. Like, yeah, yeah I completely agree. So then, uh, Din Djarin, yeah, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. goes to, uh, Mos, Mos Pelgo. Pelgo, yeah. Where he sees Cobb Vance and talks to him for a little Cobb bit. Cobb Vance? From Vance Refrigeration? It's Cobb Vance. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? It was the first time you said it. <laughs> You, oh but, and that was God. also like I just came up with that. You said Vance, and I immediately was like, uh, "You absolute! Oh my God!" I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud of you for that. Was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So he meets Cobb Vance, uh, <laughs> who I'm sure you guys remember from uh, the Mandalorian season two. He has Boba Fett's armor mm-hmm. on, and he looks like a like like a fucking child. In uh, his dad's clothing, which is super funny, but um, he's now the marshal of the newly named Freetown. Yeah, formerly known as Moscow. And so they completely changed the name, which is super cool. Like, good for them. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, what, what's his name? Um, Mandalorian is like, hey, listen, we might need some help. I know that I fought alongside you guys before, and like, I could really use your help. I know you guys mm-hmm. are are good. I know you guys are good people. Yeah. And he's like, we'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And so Mandalorian leaves, and as Cobb Vance is standing outside, just out in the distance, you see uh, a bit of a silhouette. A uh, very recognizable silhouette. Yeah, and I, when I saw it, I was like, no fucking way they did that. And he gets a little bit closer, and you see his wide-brimmed hat and his 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 big long trench coat and the two like respirator tubes attached to his like cheek neck area jawline. And I'm like, 
they brought in fucking Cad Bane. Yeah. The, the second Bane. The second you see that hat, if you have any sort of understanding, you know. You know that shit is about to go down. Oh, yeah. And he shows up, and with his cool-ass voice, he's like, Hey, uh, this land is owned by the Pikes. As long as Spice keeps running through it, you guys will have protection, but you cannot stand against them. Mm-hmm. And Vance is like, who are you again? And he doesn't tell him his name yet, uh, or at all, I guess. Yeah. And so while he's trying to, like, uh, while Cad Bane is trying to get Vance on his side, uh, Vance's little homie partner comes out and is like, hey, the sheriff can't be bought. Oh, my and, God. Such a fucking idiot. You know yeah, exactly he, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's, long story short, Cad Bane shoots both Vance and his homie and kills both of them. And just fucking walks away. And it was, it, it's such an incredible scene. Oh, yeah. Because this is the first time we've ever seen Cad Bane in live action. We we originally saw him in The Clone Wars, and then he came back in... Bad Batch. Um, where he had a bit of a standoff with uh, Fennec Shand. Listen, Cad Bane being there is a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. No, shit is really going down. The Pikes are... Uh not fucking around if they've got him involved absolutely not because personally for me as far as hierarchy of bounty hunters go um as far as fear for them at least it's definitely cad bane on top for me oh yeah cad bane is the one person that you don't want to fuck with because nine times out of ten you're gonna die like you know that song big iron by uh marty robbins (laughs) yeah he's the one with the big iron on his hip Oh yeah, no, he's he does not fuck around. He will he will shoot first and just find the answers later. Like Yeah, most <laughs> definitely he will. He doesn't even have to know the question. He will just shoot. Yeah. Like you in his way, okay, bye, you're dead now. Yeah. Um and he sounds incredible. He sounds incredible and looks incredible, and they did very good uh, applying the makeup like it it looks so unnatural but natural for a star wars show it looks very realistic for the world yeah um yeah the makeup team did an incredible job uh cad bane is played by Corey burton and that voice was just oh so good yeah they did oh my god they did so good with it like from the 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 respirators to the completely red eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, they killed it. Like, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. I think my only my only gripe is how his, um, oh, God, like the things on his wrists look. I feel like they're a little too bright to be uh, how it's supposed to look. Like in the show, like in the, the animated series, mm-hmm. they're a little more worn down and, like, dustier and... Like, uh, not as bright. These ones feel a little bit bright, but altogether, he looks incredible. They definitely did a good job. It's weird, too, because, like, in other stills, I I see exactly what you're saying with them being a little too bright. In other stills, they don't look as blue as, like, that silhouette shot. Yeah. Because um, I see one where it's got, like, the wearing on uh, the outside of his forearm. As he's got yeah. the gun 
out. Um, I think we're looking at the same picture, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's still, when you look at that silhouette one, it's like, oh, those are royal blue. Like, yeah. Blue. There's one where he's just like, just kind of standing there. It's on uh, Nerdist.com right now. But mm-hmm. where he's just kind of standing there looking. Like, he's more on the right side of the screen, mm-hmm. but, like, he, it looks a little too blue, but like I said, or like you said, in that shot where he's pointing the gun, it definitely looks a lot less blue, a little more worn down, a little more uh, actually worn. Weathered, yeah. Instead of it looking like super, yeah, weathered, instead of it looking like it's super new. Now, I know <laughs> it wouldn't be Star Wars or the Star Wars fandom without uh fans complaining about something from it <laughs> oh yes so many complaints and so people have went and adjusted uh how they feel that cad bane should have looked <laughs> and it looks more like the one from the cartoon yeah but those standards don't exist yeah they they dropped his chin or his mouth like a lot further down you just can't. Yeah, like, I, don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars, but the fandom, they're always finding something to complain about. And I get it, it's like, oh, we want quality, but fucking, <laughs> this is the best Star Wars has been in a very long time. Oh, yes. The shows have, both animated and live action, have done so much for the Star Wars universe and created so much additional depth that the movies just can't. And so much of like the books, the um, the games, things like that, that previously were really creating depth are no longer canon. So the fact that we have not only really great quality stuff that's coming out consistently and is again consistently good, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy. Like as a Star Wars fan, it's great. I really, really cannot wait to see what they do with Cat Bane. Um, because, because what we've seen of Cad Bane uh, was all in Clone Wars era. Yeah. So we don't know what happens because this is set not only post Clone Wars, but post Galactic Empire era. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what happened to him. Seeing him here now is like, it, it feels like it's a good omen for the show, but a bad omen for everyone else involved because he will fucking kill you. Uh, props to Corey Burton for voicing him though. He fucking killed it with that. Uh, for those of you that don't know Corey Burton, he is actually also, uh, Moliere in, uh, Atlantis, the, uh, the lost empire. Oh, I didn't know that, but that yeah, he's Moliere. He is also in DuckTales, the uh, new series. Oh, wow, thank you for that. But if we go back even further, it looks like he was... Oh, he was the voice of Zeus in the 2018 God of War. You was in Kim Possible. Was he in Kim Possible? I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, it was just like little roles, but he's in nine episodes. Well, shit, that's better than none. That's that's how many I'm in. Oh, wow, he was the voice of Zeus in all of the God of War games, apparently. Wow. God, he's, he's uh, he was also Count Dooku in Clone Wars. Yeah, I just read that, like, right as you were saying it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I feel like they uh, did a good job making Corey Burton to do the voice because he pretty much nailed it. Um, 
there's a little bit of stuff they could have done in post-production, but I'm not complaining. I feel like they did a really good job bringing Cad Bane to life because that's such a big fucking character. Where do you think the series is going to go from here? Because we've literally got one episode left. Um, I think there's going to be a showdown, of course, between the Pikes and all of the gang, you know, Boba and the individuals that he's collected to kind of fight it. Um, I think we're going to find that the Pikes are a lot more involved um, in what's been happening through all the shows at this point. Yeah. Um, Then we realized, because I was reading a theory by a Redditor. Let me see if I can get their name really quick. Uh, It was appropriate underscore focus 402 talking about how they think that the pikes are behind uh the grogu cloning arc from the mandalorian oh okay so i'm gonna quote this uh i predict we'll we will learn that the pikes were the driving force behind mando's grogu cloning arc also that they are the reason the first order rose so quickly and why Moff Gideon and Thrawn are able to fund years of military development without the support of a galactic government. Um, and I think that's pretty interesting. There's also, uh, they pointed out, continuing in this theory, some visual foreshadowing that might suggest it as well, um, such as the stormtrooper in the Sarlacc pit being a hint to the Empire more involved in the underbelly of things. <laughs> Uh, stormtroopers, uh, there was a stormtrooper's head on a literal pike just before, uh, Boba had his meeting with the lieutenant. Um, there's other little things. So I think that the showdown is going to be interesting. I think they're going to maybe kind of discover some, uh, information about the pikes that will lead them into further investigating how much power they really hold over the galaxy. And uh, I think yeah. it's going to lead to a really cool season two. Um, now, from what I've seen, people are can- comparing uh, this show to it being a, a bit of a mobster flick, like a big mobster, like rise of their their rule, I guess. But also, um, now, so for those of you that didn't know, uh, the Star Wars films drew a lot a of. Um, I guess, inspiration from the movie Seven Samurai, which was uh, co-written, edited, and directed by Akira Kurosawa. Some people have been comparing it, comparing this show to that, and I want to know who you think the Seven Samurai are in the show. So far, we have Boba, we have Din, we mm-hmm. have Fennec. Who do you think the... Chrysanthemum. Do you think Chrysanthemum would be one? Okay. I think Vance. Oh, okay. So hold on. Do you think Vance is still alive? Yeah, he was just shot in the shoulder. Yeah, but he was also like laying there for a while. Yeah, so I I would lay there for a while if I was shot in the shoulder and the guy was still there. Like, fake dead, man. Mm, You're right, but it's also Cad Bane. I feel like he... uh... No, because the reason Cad Bane shot was because the like deputy was getting real handsy and was going to shoot. So I think he shot and killed the deputy or whatever the hell he was. Um, and then he gave a warning shot to a cop. And that was the shot to the shoulder of like, you still mm. have this offer, but it's not going to be as protected as it previously was. Okay. That's fair. Don't fuck with me. 
that's kind of where where I saw it. So do you think uh, Vance is going to take a stand anyways and be like, hey, he shot my dude. Um, I'm with you guys, whatever you need. Oh, for sure. I think um, at this point, he's more faithful to Din and therefore okay. the other um, cities, I guess. Yeah, like the other cities. The other around. most cities? Yeah. So I mean I would say that Cobb is a is a samurai. The other two are where I'm a little unsure on. It'd be hilarious. It would never happen. But if the twins <laughs> they were the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like not only would that be great, but like realistically speaking, what if Ahsoka and Luke show up at the very end. Or like, that could happen. Cool, we got you guys. I think that but could I happen. Like, I don't know if it would. Yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like they they won't, I, I guess, uh, worry themselves with petty squabbles like this, you know? Yeah, even with the Pikes, because like, the only reason that Luke stepped in with Din was because of Grogu. And they spent the whole last episode talking about how Grogu needs to focus on his training and stuff like that and how he can't be around him. Um, but at the same time, like, I could see it popping up. I could see them coming in because, again, if the theory is that the Pikes have a much larger hand in the galaxy, they may see it as a big enough threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah I, I do feel like you're right about that. Um, one thing that we didn't mention is that the last episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett left off with Luke making or forcing Grogu to make a choice. He presented him with the uh, armor that was made for him uh, by the uh, by Din, but he also presented him with uh, Yoda's old lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a big one because as well. You never know. Maybe Grogu will be a samurai. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, not yet, at least. But <laughs> um, uh, my partner, Kelsey, she said that she thinks or she feels like when he's given the choice, one thing that they're not going to show is that he's going to force pull both things to himself. Yeah. And Luke's just going to have to be like, cool, he's... <laughs> It's a little hypocritical of Luke personally because I feel like he's got a lot of attachments of his own, but he's teaching other people like don't have attachments, and it doesn't feel uh, genuine. I know that Jedi mm-hmm. are not supposed to have attachments and whatnot. It doesn't feel genuine. Yeah, because as well, I could see if Grogu did something like that, Luke being like, "Okay, fine, but I can't train you." Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are still kind of left up in the air. Because uh, as well, like there is the massive bomb done by the Pikes that we didn't cover at the uh, like brothel in town. The main oh, yeah. So they yeah, have they... to figure out that and how much the damage on that was. You know, what's fucked up is the, the those two, um, whatever the fuck they are, walked in and like as they were leaving, I was like, Hey, they forgot their thing. Oh my god, did they leave a fucking bomb? Yep. And the droid was like, "Hey, you left your thing." Kaboom! And I was like, "Oh fuck me, dude." 
Yeah. Did I just kill these people on accident? <laughs> it's my fault. I know it is. Um, it is. You said it was a bomb, and therefore the show heard you and was like, oh, well, at first it was going to be cupcakes. Now it's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the if that's the case, uh, Dave Filoni, I expect you to be paying me. Um, I need my money. Please <laughs> give me money. Um, all right, but hey, let's move on. We spent quite a bit of time over on Book of Boba Fett, which, I, I mean, I feel like it deserved it. Uh, actually, you know, let me try that one more time. Before we do go on, what would you like to see happen at the end of the series, and who do you think will die? Um, Again, I think there's going to be a big showdown. I think we're going to discover a lot about the Pikes. Um, I think that there's going to be... A lot of tricky, tough choices. I just am excited to kind of see what storylines they decide to wrap up this season and what they're going to hold on for the next season because it's for sure going to have a second one. Um, As for who I think is going to die, I wouldn't be surprised if Fennec gets up there. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Santon also perishes. Cobb my i don't think any of the the main you know boba's not gonna die oh of course of course din isn't gonna die i feel like santon's gonna die yeah that one i'm pretty sure on but i'm calling it now let it be known uh at least during one point of the final episode boba fett is going to ride the rancor i've got the rancor oh for sure if he and doesn't, if he doesn't I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> I was just gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking riot. Yeah, I'm gonna fight John Favreau. And Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni. That being said, we love you guys so much. And Robert Rodriguez, who is the director of the next episode. And you know what? I was gonna say I'll even fight Danny Trejo, but I'm I'm not stupid. I'm not gonna do something like that. Yeah, no, why why have a death wish? <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, but hey, let's move forward. Speaking of death wishes, uh, Peacemaker is definitely a show that if you're not watching it, you need to be watching it. It's so good. It is so good. It's So I'm not sure how many of you guys saw the movie uh, Suicide Squad, but it does have to do with uh, one of the characters from it uh, surviving and like going back home and I guess trying to lead a normal life, but he's a fucking superhero. So he can't lead a normal life. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. John Cena is absolutely incredible in the show. So good. Um, like, honestly, the whole so cast, funny. but he is just so good. Yeah, he steals it. He like he steals it every time. Um, don't get me wrong. Everyone definitely has their role that they play and they all play pretty damn well. John Cena is just so funny. I'd never expected him to be not only this good of an actor, but this good with comedic timing and and just like not even pulling the punches, which obviously you have to give it up to the, the writers and the director of the show. Um, looking at you, James Gunn, love you so much. Uh, but John Cena just really blows it out of the park in this show. Tell me your thoughts on it. I have been really loving the show. I have a confession. Uh, I binged all six episodes yesterday. Oh, shit. Okay. Because <laughs> I had been slacking on it and knew we had the podcast upcoming. I had watched like part of the first episode about a week ago and then ended up getting sidetracked. But I binged the show and I was so glad that I did. Uh, it's 
so funny, so witty. It's really bringing a, a cool new light to this character who's kind of a dick. Um, yeah. And is still kind of a dick. But yeah, I love the nuances that John Cena puts into the performance as Peacemaker or Chris Smith. It, it, don't sleep on the show. It's really fun. I completely agree. Um, as funny and violent as it is, it's doing, I feel personally, a good job of tackling his childhood trauma, which is yeah. not something that I thought that I would say about this show. Um, I genuinely expected it to just be another, uh, I expected it to be Suicide Squad, the TV show, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's tackling a lot of issues with the character because his dad who is played by robert patrick robert patrick who is also the um the cop in uh, terminator like terminator 2 the one that was looking for everyone and trying to kill everyone uh robert patrick plays augie smith who is john cena's uh, dad uh he is a piece of shit just an utter straight piece up of a piece shit. of shit. He is racist. He is uh, homophobic. He is transphobic. He is—he's he, quite literally a white supremacist. And yeah. his uh, superhero alter ego, uh, the White Dragon, is hailed by by other white supremacists in the series. Mm-hmm. And John Cena's character, uh, Christopher Smith or Peacemaker, you uh, can tell how much he hates it. Yeah. And you can tell how much he does not want to be like his dad. There's one point in the, in the new episode, which of course, spoilers where uh, actually, no, hold on. Let me jump back real quick. In I want to say like the second or third episode, uh, he is tasked. Uh, Peacemaker is tasked to kill some people. Mm-hmm. And he throws this big fit because the gun that he was supposed to use doesn't have the Dove of Peace etched into it like he likes mm-hmm. to have on all of his weapons. I flash forward to the most recent episode where he, uh, one of the characters goes and like etches it in on one of his guns for him. And he's like, oh, what, what's going on here? And they give it to him and he's like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, yeah, totally, don't worry about it. And as they're getting ready to walk away, he basically blurts out i don't want to kill people anymore yep and i for me personally that hit really hard because you see this character that was they show in like in a bit of his backstory that was trained to kill from very young age and they even talked about it in uh, suicide squad he was trained to kill from a very young age uh, and that's all he's ever known and he doesn't want to do it anymore he doesn't want to do it for the sake of just killing people like he's cool with killing the aliens that are in the show which are quite literally like butterfly aliens it's fantastic we'll get into that in a minute um but he he feels bad for all the stuff that he's done and i feel like them dissecting this character into into what he is now it feels very um like those Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. Like you see him on the outside and he's like this big badass. Like you expect him to be racist and a piece of shit. And yeah, don't get me wrong. He is kind of a shitty person, but it feels like he is trying really hard to be a better person. Yeah. He's a shitty person who is starting to have a lot of the shitty actions catch up to him. And so he's realizing, like, oh, I don't have to be this way. Like, I can 
be a different person. Yeah. He has those other better influences on him that kind of make him realize like, oh, I can have friends. I, I can yeah, have he doesn't life. have to be a piece of shit all the entire time. Um, and then in the same episode, because it, like the running thing for him is that he loves like 80s hair metal. Yeah, and so their good. hideout, their their HQ that they have, definitely has a piano in it. And when he thinks that no one else is around, he takes off his gloves and he goes and plays like a piano Take ballad version or... of um, Motley Crue's "Home Sweet Home," Home which, Sweet. first of all, is on like my top ten greatest songs of all time. Love that song. If you've never heard it, you are living life wrong, and you need to go listen to it as loud as humanly possible right now. Um, that being said, once we are done recording, I am definitely putting that song on. Um, <laughs> but he does a, a like a piano ballad rendition of it, and it it, it was a very hard hitting scene because. Once again, it showed his vulnerable side. It mm-hmm. showed not just the, uh, the I'm going to go kill these people for freedom, blah, 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 blah. Macho but America. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like it, it was more of a who am I kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, and directly after the episode was done, I looked it up. That was actually him playing the piano. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And <laughs> I, 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 I keep gushing about him i love john cena i'm absolutely completely sold on john cena um yeah oh god i'm gonna let you talk about him for a minute because i uh you gotta uh, take a second yeah i gotta i gotta i just need a minute (laughs) yeah i love this show um I think all of the characters are super nuanced, a lot of fun. James Gunn absolutely killed it with every single one of these episodes so far. I have utter faith that he is going to kill it in these next two episodes. He had created a show that is engaging. It makes you kind of question and think. It's also stupid and silly and violent and just so much fun. It's it's so good. Also, like, Vigilante slays me every time. <laughs> every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, how? How he is this a fucking sociopath, and I love him. I love um, every minute he's on screen. <laughs> so in the episode where, where he has to kill the politician, and they end up, like, caption, catching him and Vigilante. Mm-hmm. And they take off his mask and reveal who he is. Before that happened, I have a genuine question for you. Did you realize who Vigilante was? I suspected. Okay, so I had no fucking clue, okay? And we're yeah. watching it, and it happens, and I'm like, oh my god, babe, that's the guy from the from the, 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 the restaurant that they were at that was all excited when he found out that Peacemaker was back. And Kelsey looks over at me and she goes, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. She goes, you didn't realize that? Yeah. I'm like, no, I had no clue. (laughs) Apparently it was super obvious for her. She had no, or like she knew the entire time. And I'm over here like, no fucking way. That's so funny. That's crazy. Like he loves him so much and blah, 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 blah. And that's why he was so excited. And she's like, yeah, why do you think he was so excited when he found out that he was back? I was like, I don't know, because I thought he was like a like a like a fanboy, like a blogger or something like that, and just like kept up with him at all times. And she's like, babe, it was kind of obvious. I was like, well, not for me, all right. See, I didn't even go that far. Um, I I went like a whole other weird ass way. Um, <laughs> Tell me. 
the way that I figured that it was probably that guy is the fact that in the opening title song, they include mm-hmm. even all these super small characters, but that one character wasn't there, but Vigilante was. I was like, hmm, that's weird. Oh. They included like the neighbor. They included the guy who you have seen once mop like uh, twice. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, now twice, but <laughs> um, that was just in the most recent episode. Yeah. But when watching the opening title, I was like, no, that that has to be the same guy. So I inevitably looked it up because I was impatient and was like, okay, cool. I was right. <laughs> See, yeah, I had no fucking clue I'm over here. Like, Oh my God, that's him. That's so funny. Um, but I, can we talk about the fact that that actor started in, uh, or like one of his roles was in Harry Potter. What? Yeah. Freddie Stroma. He was, he was Cormac uh, McLaggen. Hold on, I gotta... Before we go on, I gotta okay. see who that was. Oh my god, no way! Yeah, right? He was the... Oh! <laughs> right? <laughs> this is incredible. I. Oh my god, he that is actually was, so funny. So, there was some more controversy with Vigilante, too. Uh, Freddie Stroma was the second Vigilante. The first one was recast after he had shot five and a half episodes. Really? Yeah. Um, What happened? Okay, so the previously cast uh, Vigilante was Chris Conrad. Uh, Again, the reason that they decided to go with Freddie Stroma was because of, quote-unquote, creative differences. Um, They haven't gone any further, but yeah, it does appear that it was between Gunn and Conrad. But I love Freddie Stroma. I think he has done an absolutely incredible job with Vigilante and making him funny and kind of heartfelt and also totally sociopathic and is just so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's someone that we're not talking about that definitely needs to be uh, addressed. The star of the show, you mean? No, actually, we'll we'll get to the actual start of the show right now, but um, a character, or not a character, an actor named, I want to say Newt Lay, um, Judo Master? Yes. Fucking incredible. So good. I want them to kick my ass so bad, but only because I feel like it would be funny, and they would be doing a lot of yelling, and it would be so quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the best ass kicking of your of your life. How tall is this kid? Hold on, you know. Before we get into it, oh baby, like four or nine. A whole five, no five six. Oh, <laughs> they just <laughs> look so short compared to everyone else. They do, and I love it. Um, because five good for them though. They're short. they're fucking killing it in the show. Um, that being said, last we saw them, they were in a, a back room, uh, just being, uh, just laid down uh, for yeah, some fucking after, reason. After being shot? Yeah, oh yeah, after being shot. Um, and we haven't seen them since, so who knows if they'll ever return. Well, uh, spoilers, if you watch the, on next week's episode, it, he comes back. Oh, really? Yeah. The next week's that. episode is going to be super fun. Yeah, I never, I never watch those. I gotta, 
I should start watching them. See, I thought because it was Thursday that a new episode had released, but it was episode six, and I thought they were coming out with episode seven. So I was like, mm. oh, I'll watch this because there's another episode. Otherwise, I try to avoid it. So I'm a little surprised. Understandable. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, another super silly fun tangent on this that I know you'll appreciate, and I hope your partner didn't tell you already. Um, so me. the opening dance can, can we talk about that for a minute <laughs> i can't stop playing that fucking song now right okay so it's so great it's iconic the dance moves are everything do you know who uh helped choreograph peacemakers part and like was you a know what? <laughs> Dude, she you. mentioned it but i can't remember who she said please tell me again alan motherfucking turek that's right oh alan tudyk is so good he's been in pretty much everything he was in uh went to juilliard uh and then proceeded to voice hey hey from moana the the rooster but he also is married to the incredible choreographer uh carissa barton who also went to juilliard incredible choreographer and very decorated dancer and she asked if he would help her since they were in quarantine due to COVID. And he did. He helped choreograph the entire dance. Of course he did. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, I love him that. so much. I know. He's the best. I wonder how long until we have him on the show. Right? Mr. Tudyk, we'd love to have you. No, no. I, I, meant, I meant on Peacemaker. Oh. But also, hell Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. You know what? Let's start it. Let's start that hashtag as soon as we can. Um, Tudic on Geekly on Tudic on GBW. That's what, that's what our initials are. Tudic on GBW. And let's see how much we can get going for that one. Because even we can get him just to like, like, Hey, uh, hi. And that's it. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Love it. We've made it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love everyone that's in this show. I feel like they're all doing a fantastic job. Um, I would like to say, because of this show, I am now imagining and wishing that we had gotten John Cena as Star-Lord. That would have been really interesting. At the same time, though, I don't know. Like, as much as I feel Chris Pratt is controversial, especially with all the things that have come to light. Mm-hmm. I think he did a good job as Star-Lord, and I think he brought that right level of goofy and kind of action-y and a little bit of that, like, heartthrob, but not too muscly. Whereas John Cena, I think, would have just been a little too similar, in a way, to Dave, Dave Bautista, as um, Oh, Drax. yeah, no, you're right just about that. Because, I mean, John Cena is a big man. There's no denying that. And you have to kind of have a wiry dude, even buff wiry but like a slighter dude compared to drax so no you're right about that oh shit john cena 6-1 oh yeah no the dude is massive i think it would have been really interesting to see him as star lord but i think he's killing it as peacemaker because he also not to sound kind of like a dick but he looks in a way like he could be kind of a racist d-bag and yeah absolutely so like he's got that appearance of i if you don't know me, I can just be 
an utter piece of shit. Yeah, uh, and instead, he's a lovely person <laughs> and brings so much nuance and talent to this damn role. You know who I would like to see him cosplay? Hmm. Is uh, from the movie Small Soldiers. I want to see him cosplay Major Chip Hazard. Oh, yeah. I feel like he would play an incredible Major Chip Hazard. We need a uh, live action of that. Right. You know what? I'm going to go tweet that on my personal account real quick. Do it. Because that is a great idea. Um, that being said, with us finally coming back, uh, do expect to see stuff on our social media again. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll see what you, we have. You guys will see what we have in store. I'm excited yeah. to see what we got going for us soon. We didn't talk about the star of the show. The absolute star of the show. Move over, John Cena, because Eagly is the best fucking thing to happen on television. The best thing. And also voiced by another incredible actor. Whoa, 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 what? He is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Of course he is. <laughs> I'm so mad that I didn't know this. I fucking love D. Bradley Baker. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, D. Bradley Baker is also Klaus on American Dad, Perry the Platypus on Phineas and Ferb, uh, and Olmec from the uh, the series, oh my god, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, apparently in... A series called Star Wars Detours. He is Jabba the Hutt. He was in Muppet Babies. He he does he does all the voices that you know and love. I'm pretty sure. I want to say while I'm looking here, I can't find it right now, but I want to say that he is also the voice of um Appa from Yes, he is. He is, isn't he? From Avatar. Yeah. Oh god, this guy does everything. Yeah. Oh, he is a childhood staple, like if you were a kid of the 90s and thousands, you know his voice. 80s right? even. Like, he's had a pretty long career. Yeah, he's got a very extensive career. Let's see how far back he goes. He goes all the way to 1984. Wow, yeah. Wow. No one was alive back then. No fucking way. <laughs> you won't believe who he voiced. Who? He voiced the bull, the Tasmanian devil, and Daffy Duck in 1996's Space Jam. I bring back the fucking horns because, oh my God, I, <laughs> of I cannot he believe did. that he was in that movie. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Hold on. Now I'm looking back further or not further, but like he was in the Angry Beavers. He was in Men in Black, the series, Mike, Lou, and Og. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Anyways, we're, we went off the rails again, <laughs> as you know us to do. Um, That's what you love listen, about us. Exactly. Where do you, where do you think the show is going to end? Because I think this one also has one episode left, right? It has or is it two? two? Yeah. Also, then we're going to be able to cover the season finale. Yes. Um, Again, both written by James Gunn. He has had his hands in every episode and has written them all on his own. I think we're going to have a interesting... uh, I think we're finally going to figure out what's going on between Waller and Leota and like what their real 
other than to set him up for life in prison. Yeah. I think that's going to be discovered. They may turn on Waller. The butterflies coming after them, that's going to be a whole showdown. Judo Master as well. I, I don't even know. There's so much to still wrap up. We're going to have to wait and see. What about you? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't know because this show's all over the fucking place. I did think that uh, Vigilante was going to uh, kill Economos because uh, he's going to get jealous of him being super close with uh, Peacemaker I can uh, see that. because he wants to be like best friends with him so bad. Also, I'm just realizing now we didn't introduce any of these characters. Nope. Um, so that being said good luck if you don't know what we're talking about uh, best of luck to you i guess um it gives you incentive to watch the show now um i don't know i'm just i'm just excited to see what happens i love literally anything that james gunn does um and i really hope he doesn't turn out to be like joss whedon because uh fuck joss whedon fuck joss whedon uh yeah. Oh God. More shit keeps coming out too. I'm like, how? How? The fuck? More and more. How the fuck? I don't. Like, I just don't get it. Powerful people are pretty untouchable, and it takes a really long time for things to uh, actually hurt them. And I hope he gets hurt. Whoa! I wouldn't go that far, but well, like career-wise, I do not oh, wish okay. ill on the man physically. I. I yeah. Don't hurt Joss Whedon. Don't attack Joss Whedon. Like, I just, I hope he gets his comeuppance, is what I was saying. Legally, our uh, our lawyers are saying do not hurt Joss Whedon. So, uh, there's that. We're just going to throw that out there. Yes. <laughs> we do not condone physical harm of any kind, any kind other than self-defense. Exactly. Um, but I really feel like that brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it? Yeah. It does not. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I do have one more question for you. Oh, no. I would like to wrap this episode up with you giving me, Matt, make sure you throw some, uh, some reverb on this, a controversial opinion. Ooh, a controversial opinion on anything And I have particular. mine already. Um, just in, in general, like nerd stuff, geek stuff, stuff that we would cover. <laughs> no, no. I'm just going to go off like, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm just half expecting you to go off and be like, yeah, you know, I do have a controversial opinion. COVID doesn't fucking exist. And then I'm going like, no, hold on. We got to stop the show now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Controversial opinion. My controversial opinion off the top of my head is that Poe Dameron from the new Star Wars movies is a better pilot of the Millennium Falcon than Han Solo ever was. Yeah, I would agree with that. Really? Yeah. Honestly, um, I think Poe just has a better understanding of ships, and I think Han... I don't know. It was Han's by Gamble. It wasn't his ship. Like he came to love and respect it, and it, in a way, became a shit. But yeah, I don't know. I think Poe knows what's up. He knows how to handle it a little bit better. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, uh, no, a lot of people aren't going to be too happy that I said it, but it needed to be said. What's yours? Let's see what you got. 
I think C-3PO was far more useful than people give him credit for. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I, I'm not even going to discuss it. I'm just going to leave it where it's at. Um, yeah. I don't think it's up for us to discuss. Uh, what do you guys think? Was Poe the better uh, pilot? And was C-3PO much more useful than people think? Who knows? We'll find out. Actually, I'm going to make sure that that gets put on uh, one of our stories so that we can talk about that. Um, but that being said, listen, guys, it's been a long time coming. We have missed you guys so much. We are so glad that you guys are still here listening for uh, are listening to us. Um, thank you for tuning in, for coming back, for sticking around while we get things figured out. Um, hopefully we've got some good stuff coming up for you guys, and I cannot wait to bring the next episode to your faces, to your ears, to your listening orifices. I don't know what you listen with. Uh, <laughs> that just sounds so weird. How, what other orifices do you listen with, Hogan? Anyways, thank you for joining <laughs> us on this episode of Geekly Biweekly. Um, when you turn this episode off and when you go out into the world, make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. Make sure you get that out there into the world at every chance that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, be good to one another. Be kind to one another. And uh, just spread love, okay? Because we love you guys and you guys love us. I know it. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you for tuning in to Geekly Biweekly. We'll see you guys uh, real soon. Uh, Ida, be kind and say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Don't make us have to do the whole, uh, what is it? The sound of music so long. Right? We can get real musical in here, but we don't have enough uh, people uh, on the show to do that. Um, okay. Goodbye, guys. Thank you so much. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. He was in Firefly. He plays Wash in Firefly. Um, a man went to schoolyard. Uh, <laughs> what? Let me what the fuck that. was that? Uh, I said schoolyard instead of Juilliard. Um, I thought you said a man went to the schoolyard, and I was like, <laughs> are we about to get into trauma? No, I went, a man went, the man went to schoolyard when I meant to say this man went to Juilliard. Anyways, from the top.